Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth, for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be revered above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Say among the nations, the Lord is king, the world is firmly established, it shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he is coming. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. This is the word of the Lord. Dr. Hans Joachim Krauss, a great German theologian who spent a major part of his adult lifetime studying the book of Psalms, says that the Sitzenleben of this particular passage is the annual enthronement festival of Israel's king. We know that pagan peoples who lived around the Israelites had a big party at harvest time every fall. When they saw that they were going to have enough to eat all through the winter, they had a big party. Far too much eating, far too much drinking, far too much promiscuous sex. All of it climaxed by bringing in their king and announcing, Behold, our king, he is our God. From the beginning, the Jews faced that harvest in a very different way. For them, it ushered in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. A time of penitence, a time of realizing that they were not worthy of the Lord's bounteous goodness, that out of God's great heart, he had favored them with harvest again. That it was a time to take a serious look at one's life and ask, what good might I have done that I didn't get done? What harm did I bring to some other human being? Uh, what wrong might I have righted? And having confessed one's sins and asked the high priest to go into the Holy of Holies and ask God to move, please, from his seat of judgment to his seat of mercy, the new year was begun. Dr. Hans Joachim Krauss said this psalm was used at such an annual enthronement festival, a time when the Jews did not say, Behold our King, He is our God, but Behold our God, He is our King. I underline four things I want to mention. The gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. And the word translated Lord here is the name given to Moses at the burning bush. When God told Moses that he had heard the cries of his people and was ready to do something about their plight, that Moses was to go back to Egypt and face down Pharaoh, that with God's help there would be plague upon plague visited upon the Egyptians until finally the king, Pharaoh, would let them go home. And Moses said, I know Pharaoh and I know his household. I need a name that no one else knows so that when I call that name, you will hear my prayer. And God told him, Eye, Asher Eye is my name. I am who I am. Oh, Dr. Gerhard Van Rod said, God meant to say to Moses, I will be the one you need me to be. Get on the road to Egypt. That's the name used here. The Eye Asher Eye made the heavens and the earth and all that is in them. As vast as we now know this universe to be, he is the one who created it and yet somehow chooses to relate 
to people of faith, to every daughter and every son who will approach him? Sabra Giancanelli says that about this time of year, she gets a number of seed catalogs. Catalogs advertising any number of kinds of seeds and bulbs. She said, I suppose I've always subscribed to these catalogs because my mother did. She said, I was one of four children, my mother a single mom. She didn't have a lot of money. She worked really hard for what we had. But in the coldest time of winter, she would sit with the four of us and thumb through these seed catalogs and then show us the pictures of the beautiful flowers that could come from the seeds she was about to order. She would spend what she could ordering seeds and bulbs. And as the weather finally started to get warmer, we would watch. She would take us out into the yard and we would look and look until finally there would be little cracks in the ground and then green plants and eventually beautiful flowers. Sabra says that recently she was looking at one of these catalogs and admiring a picture of a huge sunflower. Uh, I had never really seen huge fields of sunflowers in this country. I first saw huge fields of sunflowers in southernmost France and northernmost Africa. And being on a bus all day long through some of those huge fields, you could see that the big head of this sunflower faces east in the morning, drawing every bit of energy possible from the sun. And all day long, that plant turns and follows the sun, drinking in all of that sustenance that comes from the sun. But Sabra said, the thing that made me order the sunflowers was this little statement, forgives neglect. I love that, she said, because I don't always remember to take close care of my plants. And here was one that the seed catalog said, forgives neglect. But that's what our God does. God forgives our neglect and lets us begin again. Number two, the Lord, here's that name again, the Ege Asher Ege, the I am who I am. This one is our king. The world is firmly established. Uh, Dr. Klaus Westermann says that means you don't have to be anxious. Jesus told you, you don't have to be anxious about tomorrow, about next week, about next year. That the one who is king... The one who appeared to Moses in the form of a burning bush, who sent him back to Egypt, who parted the waters of the sea, who gave him the Ten Commandments for us Christians who sent us Jesus Christ. This one, uh, he is the king and the world that belongs to him is firmly established. Penny Schwab has written that she's a grandmother now. She said life changes in many different ways when children go away and have become adults. And now you have an empty nest with your husband. Uh, she said, now one of our children has married and has a little boy, two years old. We were invited to their home for Christmas last year. She said, before we went, my husband and I talked about this. Now, this is going to be different. We've had an empty nest for several years now, which meant that we could go to open houses late on Christmas Eve night. We could go to a midnight worship service at our church, and we could sleep in on Christmas morning. No, if there's a two-year-old around, there'd be no sleeping in, she said. So we'd resolved ourselves. We would have to jump out of bed when this two-year-old did and rush to the Christmas tree to see what was there. But in addition to that, our son had said to us, but 
Mom and Dad, I want you to know that we'll eat a very quick breakfast after we open the gifts and see the presents because our church fans out across our city on Christmas morning. We go to all the different nursing homes and facilities and, uh, and wherever there are people that we feel need us, we will be there helping serve them breakfast, waiting on them, taking small presents but heart-filled ones. We will sing for them and with them. And Penny said, his dad and I said, that'd be fine. We would love to do that. So we went to visit. Surely enough, their little Caden out of bed early on Christmas morning. We all rushed to the Christmas tree. Presents were seen and open. And then we had a quick breakfast and rushed off to this care facility. She said, we saw a lot of different people there that morning. One of them was a World War II veteran who's now in the last stages of dementia. And somehow he had decided to pin all of his service ribbons from World War II on his bathrobe that morning. And he told all of us that he really had to get back to England very soon now. The war wasn't over, you know. There was a woman who must have been in her early 70s, Penny has written, and she was more concerned about her mother, who's now 93. And what will happen to my 93-year-old mother if I should go before her? But as we visited one after the other, keeping their coffee cups filled, bringing more toast warm with more jelly and jam, I kept remembering a chrismon on the top of the Christmas tree the night before. It pictured a little globe, and right on the top of that globe, the cross of our Jesus Christ. Uh, the Lord is king. The world is firmly established. Number three. This part about singing, this ancient poet said, guess what? Because of the fact that the Lord is king, everything that swims in the sea is going to sing. Everything that rustles in the fields is going to sing. Every tree that grows in the forest is going to sing. Let heaven and earth sing for joy. The Lord is king. Ted Nace has written that he and his wife Kathy wanted more than anything now to have a baby. And finally they were told they were going to have a baby. That little boy was born just a week before Christmas. But he had severe blood problems. Had to be put in the neonatal unit. Was so critically ill that they could not hold him. He said we were there every day, every day. And then came Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve, lots of people must have had other things they needed to do, places they needed to be. The hospital corridors were virtually empty. We were sitting just outside the neonatal unit when one of the nurses inside motioned for us. And she had very carefully arranged all the little feeding tubes and everything just so, so that we could safely pick up this precious child of ours and hold him in our arms for the very first time. It was a very special Christmas Eve. And then Ted says, that was 31 years ago. Our Michael invited us to spend Christmas with him and his family this year, and we went to do that. On Christmas Eve night, we went to a candlelight service at their church. Our Michael is the pastor there. You see, as soon as he was well enough to be taken to church, we had him baptized. And we said with that congregation, we will keep this child under the ministry and guidance of the church. He grew up in Sunday school and church, grew up singing in the choirs of the church. 
When he was a third grader, we handed him a Bible and told him he was big enough to come to big church now and open this all-important book and read along with everybody else. When he was in the sixth grade, he had a review of all he had learned so far and was confirmed. And when he was 18, he felt the call of God to be a minister and went on to college and seminary. So this was a new and very different experience for us to see Mary and Joseph come in, the shepherds and the wise men. But the one who was reading this marvelous story from the Word of God was our son Michael. And my mind went back 31 years before. I remember that neonatal unit in that very special hospital. There was a crucifix hanging on the wall just above the bed of this child. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Number four. All of these creatures shall sing for joy, for the Lord, that one at the burning bush, he is coming. He is coming to judge the world with righteousness and with his truth. Dr. Klaus Westermann, Dr. Hans-Joachim Krauss, Dr. Sigmund Movinkel believe that this psalm was still being used after the Babylonian captivity. There would be no more son of David ever sit on the throne in Israel. Never. There would be a King Herod. He was not of the house of David. There would be a Herod Antipas, a Herod Agrippa. They were not of the house of David. That even in those 500 years, when no descendant of David sat on the throne, every year, Psalm 96, Behold our King. He is our God. Let us sing for joy. The Lord is coming. He will send one who will make all things right. You've just heard that story told again. And that one from the house of David was in fact born, Mary's child, our Lord Jesus. Helen Leshid lives in Canada now. She has for many years. But Helen has written that she was born in the Ukraine at a very bad time. World War II was raging. As the armies swept across Ukraine, uh, all the men were either killed or conscripted into the army. Uh, the German armies invaded, chasing the Russians. The Russians had had this experience many years before with Napoleon, and they had learned to burn whatever they did not absolutely have to have for themselves. This scorched earth policy spread for hundreds of miles. And Helen said finally her mother, with four little children, two, four, six, and eight years of age said, we have to go. I've heard the armies are coming back now. The Russians have gotten the upper hand and they are pushing back the German armies. And it's going to be worse than it was the time before. It was December 1944. You remember what was going on December 1944? The Battle of the Bulge. That horrible winter uh, in, in Bastogne when the American forces were surrounded by the German armies, uh, 
General Patton and his army, my father a part of Patton's third army, rushing to Bastogne to try to relieve those who were surrounded there by the enemy. It was unusually cold, heavy, heavy snows, fierce fighting. Helen said, my mother had managed with these four little children to get across the border from Ukraine and into Poland. She was hoping we would be safer there. My mother was told by some other women in the village that they were going to try to have a little Christmas Eve service. There were no men. They were all dead or conscripted into the armies. There were grandmothers. There were aunts. There were mothers. Lots of little children. Not much to eat. They had boiled and baked root crops they had, turnips, carrots, some potatoes. Lots of singing, very simple but heartfelt little gifts. And then we all went back to the houses where we were staying, my mother with four little ones crunching across that snow and snuggling under as many blankets as possible to keep from freezing to death. Just a few days later, we were told the enemy was closer again. Both armies, we were not safe. We needed to move on. And my mother arranged somehow for an old hay wagon. And the four of us, along with her, crawled up in the back of that hay wagon, down under the hay, frightened to death. But as we moved across the blowing snow, I could hear my mother quietly sing, Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht, all is schläft. Einsam wart, nur das traute hochheilige Paar, hol der Knabe im lockenden Haar, schlaf in himmlischer Ruhe, schlaf in himmlischer Ruhe.